0: Hey, here we go. Welcome in. Sports Talk on a Monday, and it is here. It's game week. Stuff is happening. We can finally not just talk about things that might happen, but, well, talk about things that might happen this week. As we turn the page here towards the latter part of August, welcome in. I'm Scott Beatty, along with Evan Kahn. Illinois football will kick off on Saturday. We don't have to say uh, a week from Saturday or a week from tomorrow or in a couple weeks. It'll be this week, along with volleyball starting this week. Soccer's already underway. Of course, we're heating up in pennant races across baseball. NFL is getting closer and closer. There's, There's things going on. So welcome in. Hope you had a good one. Evan, your last weekend of freedom. Yes, sir. It was. Was it all you hoped and dreamed it would be? It was a weekend, which in it of itself is usually good, right? Exactly. <laughs> no work. <laughs> and we have heard from Brett Bielma today as he held his weekly press conference ahead of a game along with the uh, Illini coordinators on the offensive and defensive side. Later on in the program, Chris Thomas will join us most every Monday. He will be with us here in studio to preview and review the Illini volleyball season. They will play on Saturday and Sunday. Georgia Tech and Ole Miss are their opponents to start the season. So here we go. Uh, Let's go. Uh, Illinois head football coach Brett Bielma into game week.
1: Yeah, very excited uh, to get into game week. Um, Our players especially, right, just a a chance to play and compete against somebody else in spring ball through fall camp. It's what everybody goes through. We're just in week zero, so we're getting a little bit earlier than everybody else. Really excited uh, for our players, our coaches, but just um, Illinois football in general, which obviously includes uh, the University of Illinois, the Champaign-Urbana community, all of our fans and alumni. Um, There's a really good buzz going with our players. Buzz doesn't actually uh, equate to wins, right? But I do like the excitement, the um, energy, the, the uh, just the general feel um, of what our guys are doing. There's so many little indicators for me as a head coach. A year ago, you guys had asked me, how do you feel? Different from the spring. And there's definitely just been a consistent evolution to get to where we are right now. And, and um, I couldn't be more excited. I've been doing this for quite a while as a head coach. I believe I'm going into my 14th year. And, and just to, um, to to see what I've seen happen since last fall when we got done through the uh, portal process, through spring ball, through uh, fall camp now and to get into game week, and there been a, a time when I've been more excited. I'm talking after a Big Ten championship and projections to win one. Um, this group of guys is very special, and I think it's going to be one of those type of
0: years. Uh, there you go. Uh, things that are being said are not unlike what coaches are saying across the country or will say next week when they get into game week, but I do sense uh, a bit of genuineness and um, comfort and confidence from this coaching staff about gear number two.
2: Yeah I, I, I heard I, I think some pointed, comments from both Bielma, and maybe we'll get into it, some stuff that I saw from from Barry Lunny Jr. as well. He he mentions the buzz, but he also adds that buzz doesn't equate to wins, right? So (laughs) you can have the good feeling, but we don't think that that that's necessarily going to mean that this is a a winning team. And he can be excited, I think, because there aren't those expectations that he was referring to. Big Ten championship, yada, yada, yada. The door is kind of wide open, you know, three (laughs) wins to nine wins. (laughs) I mean, the expectations are across the board here for this Illinois team, and they're both a, a mix of young and old and, and really i i think he he's kind of in the same spot we are it's like we got to see him face a, another team to see how they really stack up but sounds like the the energy is there that that you would want and, and we'll see if it translates to win starting on saturday
0: you know somebody asked me asked both of us actually today that uh, was passing through like, what success looked like this year and my knee-jerk reaction is i think they want to be in a bowl game they they I think that's – success probably is meeting a standard that you have for this year, and uh, I think that probably should be the standard is a bowl game. At minimum, eventually you want the program to be talking about, hey, we're competitive for a Big Ten championship. Uh, But first things first, Mm -hmm. I do think this team has a a chance, given how the schedule lays out and how other schedules lay out, has a chance – to come November to be right there in the mix ma- mathematically, if not better, for a Big Ten West division title. Now, I don't f- think they're winning the Big Ten West division. I would be very surprised if that happens, comma, but I think they could be right there, and if they're right there, things can happen. Te- teams are going to beat up
2: on each other in this division. That's what we, we, we've kind of come across as we've talked to these other beat writers. Nobody necessarily feels feels more confident than the other team as far as in the West, you know, who is better than whoever. We don't have the Ohio States or the Michigans running things uh, over here. So yeah, Illinois can can grab a couple here. It doesn't, you know, they can lose a few there. I hesitate to draw the parallels to 2019 because i i don't think that they're really there but at the same time i think it's there in that you're like you're saying you want to get to a bowl game the expectation i think is is there for a bowl game you could see it working out but you could also see them you know dropping a, a couple ending up five and seven and missing out
0: yeah i will get into more wyoming as we go uh you know just here in People in the media talk through the summer when you know. I mean, Wyoming's been in bowl games now for last several years, and well, they've lost too Had much. A pretty they're... good quarterback there a few years ago, <laughs> yeah, I'm and right. Josh Allen, yeah. But even recently, you know, I've heard, oh, they're terrible. They're going to be one of the worst uh, FBS teams. Uh, I heard. I've heard. Oh, they're going to be. I mean, Brett Bielma today said that they're as good, if not better, than what UTSA was last year. I don't know if I'm buying that yet, <laughs> but um, I will grant you whatever you want on terms of Wyoming. I don't think it's a 55 to 3 opener like it is against a Kent State or mm-hmm. a or something like that. But it's probably a game they should and will win uh, going into it and and see what you can build on to then move into Big 10 play right away at Indiana.
2: Yeah, the the portal changes everything for everybody, not just the the big schools, but the small schools as well. Wyoming loses a whole lot, but they bring in a quarterback and they bring in some skill guys. And, and Wyoming, you figure they got some beefy boys up there, so so they'll probably figure things out uh, on the lines and stuff like that. Is that but,
0: bison maybe instead of beefy? Is that like bisonish or buffaloish?
2: Yeah, which which ones are the ones that aren't around anymore?
0: I thought I thought we have bison. Okay, I thought they're interchangeable. But there's a slight difference. Is there? Okay, maybe we'll have to do, do some horns some are for, But research. anyway, I mean, I think. But it's it's a game. That I, 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 I your point stands, but just saying, I just think I mean there's Cowboys, definitely cattle. Right? Yeah, they are, and so their cattle cattle are definitely part of Wyoming roping and mm-hmm. all that. But it's a it's a game that was put on the schedule
2: for Illinois to start one and zero.
0: That's true, but uh, it's not um, a gimme. No, that no. that's. I think also Illinois is
2: great. not in any position because if we go back to 2019, we remember the the mechanic Eastern Michigan guys coming in here and, and beating that team. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good football team too, but Illinois should have been better. Yeah, should definitely should have won that one. So when one. you say, I don't think it's 2019, uh, on which side of 2019 do you think this team might be? On the better side of that or the worse side?
2: I think... The expectations were more there for that team because the veterans were there. It was this group that Lovey started as freshmen and sophomores, and they were now juniors. Like you, you wanted to see that progress, whereas this team, you want to see that progress, but again, I, I don't know. I just don't have the expectations that they'll end up in a bowl game with how much that they lost from last year.
0: Yeah, at the same time, I do take some confidence in, okay, it's a repeat of a defensive system that worked. (laughs) And it's a supposedly better offensive system, but probably has to get ironed out a little bit. They're
2: going to have to hang their hat on their defense 100%, and hopefully the special teams are somewhere close to where they've been in the last couple of years. And then, yeah, you just want to see that that slight raise on the offensive side to complement what the defense did to keep them in every single one of those games last year. And, and yeah, maybe, maybe they can get to that sixth or seventh win.
0: Oh, did you want to know who the starting quarterback will be for Saturday? That is a question that is uh, being bandied about. We'll let Brett Bielma answer that.
1: I know who the starting quarterback is. The starting quarterback knows who the starting quarterback is, and our team knows that, right? Um, I think our guys uh, understand the value of of these first games, what it allows us to do. I think we learned it last year firsthand. that sometimes uh, um, uh, to show up on game day and let everybody see uh, uh, the University of Illinois unfolded for the first time, in reality is a good thing. So we'll kind of stick to, to to that messaging but I would say the two top candidates I've been. Uh, I've been around Art for obviously uh, a, a full season now. Um, uh, you know, I think the concerns that we had um, going into first place when I told Art uh, that we were going to go after a quarterback that was going to be a portal quarterback, I, I'm very upfront with our players. I think one of the things I greatly respect is uh, the relationship that I have with our players of being honest, full, 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 full throttle. And, and I told him, you know specifically about Tommy, right? And and uh, Art's reaction then is the same that it is uh, right now today. I think he wants Illinois to be successful. He obviously has individual dreams and goals, uh, but those two have built a relationship that that I've seen a lot of good quarterback relationships. Those two are, as you know, they're kind of unique, different people, right? From the from the same area of the country and 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 all that, but two kind of different guys. But they get along extremely well. To watch their interaction during practice, uh, to see them, hear them compete. Uh, is awesome, and I would say both of them. Obviously, I've known Tommy less, but both of them are playing as good a football right now today uh, as I've ever seen either one of them play.
0: So there you go. I know and you don't is the answer, and I have a reason for that. And actually, he went into it later. uh, Maybe we'll get into it, maybe not. But uh, he's not trying to uh, hold off information just to make media lives harder or, or fans in the dark. It's just what he thinks is best to prioritize what he could take advantage of right now in a new system and uh, with new guys. So there it is. It's not to be determined. It's to be announced. And last year, at this time, we knew who the starting quarterback was in Brandon Peters. It was announced on game week. This time, it is not. I don't know if that means... what that means other than we won't know right now. I'll continue to say I'll be shocked if it's not Tommy DeVito.
2: Yeah, he... he you know, he continues to drag out the drama, and we it's good for us. It gives us stuff to talk about, but I i think he kind of said it in those comments. If he's sitting down and telling Art Sikowski, I'm going to get you a backup, I don't think it's that much of a concern. So, yeah, I, I don't know if there is or, or what the betting line would be, but I'm putting my money on Tommy DeVito until convinced otherwise.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, before the football game on Saturday, there will be a tailgate, and you can come join us for our tailgate. It's a tailgate where there will be food and drink and also our very own Ryan Dallas Real Estate Pregame Show and the Atlanta Network Pregame Show as well. So we will be there. So come on out and uh, join us. You can register right now for free tickets to the tailgate in Grange Grove. That's not tickets to the game. That's tickets into our tailgate tent. And you can find the opportunity at WDWS.com. Click on Contests for your chance to win tailgate passes for this coming Saturday. All right, we'll come back. We've got some more to dive into, plus Chris Thomas from Illinois Volleyball, straight ahead on a Monday edition of Sports Talk. Our number two, the News Gazette sports Sportswriters are right here in studio with host Steve Kelly. I'll give you this, Evan, in your quest to eliminate this Week 0 verbiage. Mm -hmm. Illinois is one of 11 games involving an FBS team this week. One of six Power 5 teams that will play this week. Uh,
2: There's three. Well, Illinois is big because of us, but I I, I count three big games this weekend.
0: Well, Northwestern and Nebraska and Ireland. Yep. That's significant to Illinois because of the divisional aspect, but also the inter, the novelty of it. Right. It should
2: be on national TV, I'm guessing. Fox? Something yeah, sure like somebody's that. Somebody's got it, yeah. So, so, yeah, that's a big deal. And then the game that everybody wants to watch. Ohio State and Notre Dame. Is that this week? Oh, maybe that is next week. Is that not a week zero game? Well. Maybe I'm off a week. That's so, probably off. Okay, so, but, so there are... Only two significant games, but still, yeah. I mean, if we're starting football, let's call it week one.
0: Well, North Carolina's hosting Florida A&M. Oh, yeah. Vanderbilt at Hawaii.
2: Now, I saw an interesting stat. It, talking about Nebraska and Northwestern heading over to Ireland, they don't even have the longest trip of a, a college football team this weekend. Is it Vandy-Hawaii? It's Vandy headed out to Hawaii. Yeah. Less Less time zones. They only got to go back five time zones, whereas... <laughs> Nebraska's going ahead six time zones, but I want to give credit to whoever did this because they said that they used Google Maps, so you know how accurate that is. This is from Emily Proud. She's with 247, but the the difference is about 250 miles. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: And, of course, there's the, uh, the, the L.A. to Piscataway trips coming up. That's nothing. That's only three time zones, but, you know, a whole continent.
2: Yeah it's okay.
0: Okay. Ryan Walters is the Illinois defensive coordinator. What does he expect from his squad this
1: week? You know, just to to see what we've been seeing in practice, just the consistency of playing, play in and play out, um, and just doing our job. You know, that first game, you know, there's going to be jitters. Um, you know, guys have the tendency to go try to find plays instead of letting game come to them. Uh, so that'll be something that we preach to our guys defensively is, is just let the game Come to you as it as it does, you know. Make the plays you're supposed to make, um, and just do your job. You I mean, that's that's what they've been doing all fall camp, uh, and so you know I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a clean game. You know, obviously you worry a little bit about tackling that first week, but um, you know we've done a good job in, in scrimmage situations of, of getting guys down and um, and playing fast, and so that's that's what we're looking for um, from a staff standpoint on on what to expect from the players.
0: Speaking of tackling adjustments to targeting rules this year, mm-hmm. there'll be a chance to appeal them yeah. a, as well. And uh, Brett Bielma indicating today that uh, he's okay with all that and that when it was first instated, the the goal was to really change the game. And that's been accomplished. Yes. So now they can, they can back off. Just a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, I mean, everybody thought, why is there such a severe penalty for an incidental helmet-to-helmet helmet or whatever it is? And the answer was because we don't want that at all. No. Uh, you should just figure a way, figure it out kind of thing. Well, now there's been enough figuring it out that there will be a chance to appeal those things. Just, just stop this silliness of everybody's got to sit out for whatever because of those kinds of hits. If it's intentional, if it's malicious, if you had opportunity to take a different course then then maybe it stands but otherwise let's let's back this off
2: yeah it's it's played it's course like you're saying you go back to that Insane hit that Milo Eifler had that that shouldn't have been a penalty. It was just <laughs> one of the best football hits you'll, you'll probably see at, at this level. Or and, the and,
0: non-hit on Brandon Peters. Or the or, non-penalty on that. Well, hit. and
2: then yeah. that yeah, and then that opens a whole other can of worms. You know, should we be able to challenge these kinds of things or or, or not? But the appeal process, yeah, is something that that we've wanted, and it's it's kind of gone that way of recent when you could start to review them and, and you know guys would get off the hook and, and things like that. So yeah, it's. It's all headed in the right direction. Football is still football. It's just, yeah, without those hits that are life-altering for both players involved.
0: In the game notes today that were issued, they highlight some players with some biographical details. And this may give you insight into the depth chart. Uh, if you want uh, that, you know, again, not not every st- starters have been formally named, but uh, your your quarterbacks page features this the three we've expected. Tommy mm-hmm. DeVito, Art Sikowski, and Ryan Johnson. Pick your order there. Ryan Johnson is a third string. Of, of course, your running backs, Chase Brown, Josh McRae, no surprise, but Chase Hayden and Reggie Love. We've been seeing both of them get time Sounds in right. the uh, in. In the in the preseason uh, carries, tight ends Luke Ford, Tip Ryman, and Michael Marques. By the way, Luke Ford is back with the team. Had mm-hmm. somewhat limited practice. If there was other surrounding drama around Luke Ford and why he was off the roster for a week, that's not been mentioned. Yeah. So Luke Ford but, is back,
2: and I think I, I saw you mention maybe freshman Henry Boyd could work in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, at tight end yeah yep henry boyer uh, as well uh your d-line guys calvin avery bryce barnes Virtus brown to edwards drison newton or johnny newton that is keith randolph and jamal woods no surprise Sounds names right. there outside linebackers the three that uh brett bielman has been saying all along could be i'm sorry that's in a second when i get to the inside linebackers but the outside linebackers the three we thought would be in the mix Alec Bryant Seth Coleman Ezekiel Holmes mm-hmm. the inside linebackers Tariq Barnes Isaac Dark Calvin Hart yep all those guys yeah just kind of
2: work on through there
0: I think Tariq Barnes has one of those spots nailed down because he's a captain but I guess captain doesn't mean starter yeah, necessarily and, and
2: depending on the package something I think Lawrence. Ask Robert to look into a lot of the, the packages nowadays don't have a whole lot of linebackers in there. So
0: Yeah. Your secondary Sidney Brown, Terrell Jennings, Tatlin Letze, Quan Martin, Tahavian Nicholson, Kendall Smith, Devin Witherspoon. Yep. Nobody no surprises there. And your specialist, Caleb Griffin, Aiden Hall, Hugh Robertson. All right. By the way, Hugh Robertson is not the oldest player in college football. Really? He, at 29 years old... There's another Aussie punter, isn't there? There's two more. Oh, my. Oklahoma State's Tom Hutton and Luke Larson at East Carolina. Luke Larson is 30. Tom Hutton is 32.
2: That, that's what Hugh will probably be when he grad, well, graduates. I, I don't <laughs> even know how that exactly works at this point. When he gets
0: his next job. Yeah, when, when
2: they say, okay, you can't play college football anymore.
0: Um, I have something I want to, uh, just for fun, touch on with baseball with you uh, before the hour is out, but how about the weekend in baseball, from your mind? Yeah. Cubs keep playing with energy?
2: Yeah, everything kind of played out as it has over the last two or three weeks. The Cubs are young and dumb and don't know any better that they're supposed to be losing right now, and the Brewers are still sliding, and... The White Sox are good when Johnny Cueto and Dylan Cease pitch, and not so good when anybody else pitches. Uh, Tough going down today. Michael Kopech didn't even record an out. That's something to keep an eye on. But White Sox stay 500. Cardinals keep tearing through the weaker competition as they should. Albert with a couple more bombs. He's uh, I haven't looked, but it's a lefty on the mound, so he's probably going to be in the lineup again today, and he should be for the other four games in this series and just let the man get to 700. Nobody's really, maybe it has been talked about, I, I just can't keep up on as many articles as I once did, but... Albert's kind of made this switch ever since hitting in the home run derby. Usually you hear <laughs> of slumps after. Yeah, ruined my that. swing. And he, he struggled for like the first minute of that round. And then he got the crowd crowd behind him. He, he got the lift on the swing and everything started going. It, I I made the comparison you know a lot of good golf baseball players are good golfers just because I think they understand their body and what's supposed to move where and how and all of that and it was just maybe at the home run derby you know one of those swings you know you, you hit the drive just right and you're like holy cow maybe I figured it out but Albert one of the best hitters in baseball over the last 30 games hopefully he keeps it going but maybe the the Cubs can keep playing spoiler so that we have a little drama in the central down the stretch because the brewers are really falling behind and good good for for the cardinals like i said bad just kind of for
0: baseball drama in general the cubs I, i'm kind of tongue-in-cheek but kind of respected respectfully also with how this thing has played out for the cubs with how they've been playing they have really put a lock down on third place <laughs> in the uh in the division and if something crazy happens, they may finish second. <laughs> there
2: there was, yeah, right after the, the All-Star break and, and when you thought that Willie and Hap were going to get traded, it's like, okay, Cubs are, are solidly in the bottom four of baseball with this roster. And now they're flirting with, like, a pick in the teens because there are worse teams than the Cubs. And, and yeah, I mean, Justin Steele is a legit major league starter like he's top 30 in every category that matters and if you count there's 30 teams in baseball so that's legit um, I don't know who's going to start this week because Keegan Thompson went down and they've got the doubleheader tomorrow. But the, this last whatever it's been, the 16 and 10 since the All-Star break or whatever they're
0: on, um, you you can kind of see where the Cubs might be a, a team competing next year. So the Cardinals and Cubs tangle tonight at Wrigley. It is Jordan Montgomery against Drew Smiley. Uh, for, well, it should be an entertaining series. I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. that. With the energy the Cubs are playing it with and how well the Cardinals have been playing and all that they're playing for, I think it might be a pretty good series to watch. As for the White Sox, they are down by a run in this uh, fill in game in Kansas City, this one off game. Against the Royals, it's 5-4 to four Royals, bottom of the 8th, and the Royals have the bases loaded with one out. Former Illini Michael Massey with one hit and an RBI in the game. All right, Chris Thomas is going to join us when we come back. Uh, update in the Beatty household, this Friday, a final walkthrough is coming for... Our house and the uh, redo of our bathroom and laundry room done by CU Under Construction. That's part of the process that CU Under Construction has, a final walkthrough. It's not just come in, uh, do the job, and then leave and don't follow up or check anything. No, the the project's complete as far as we can tell, but they're coming back for a final walkthrough and make sure everything is done to uh, our satisfaction, what we need. And that everything matches what we all agreed to in the first place. So that's one of the reasons I recommend to see you under construction. It's the kind of care they take for customers. Whether it is something in a residence in your home or something uh, in your business as well, they do commercial projects and inside their building, their sister company to see you trade services. They have experts in HVAC and plumbing and electric as well. So they really can. Do it all with just one call. Check them out at you under construction. Find them online, social media as well. Chris Thomas is next. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Back on Sports Talk, and starting Saturday, not only football but also a line eye volleyball. And he'll take on Georgia Tech, and then Ole Miss on Sunday to start the season. In the Big Ten Pac-12 Challenge next uh, weekend. After that, Chris Thomas is the head coach, and he is here with us again to start weekly segments. Chris, great to have you back. Welcome in.
3: Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Excited to get going again. I yeah. think, uh You know, we took some time off after after last year. Obviously, it was a, it was a long year, going straight from a uh, COVID year into straight into a season. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure good to be here <laughs> excited to get going again I yeah uh, you know we took some time off after after last year obviously it was a, it was a long year going straight from uh covid year into a, straight into a season but uh you know I'd, i'm not sure i could have predicted that finish but uh you know we knocked off defending champs and uh unfortunately we had all-american man cooney go out uh with the battle of illness uh, before we played nebraska in the sweet 16 but uh, really proud of the showing of the team and like every year, we, we aim to improve every single day, and and hopefully by the end of the year that manifests itself in good tournament runs and uh, being, continue being as good as we have been.
0: Do you, as a coach, look back ever and go, well, what if we had her? Not to take away from anybody else on the team, oh, sure. or, or do you yeah, kind I mean, have of to, have to move on? I
3: mean, that game we had to throw out a completely different lineup that we'd literally never practiced before. I mean, there was no, yeah. you know, no matter what happened, it, it, I know a lot of teams you rely on. You're, you're you know you set starters that have been there and, and not to say someone can't just step in but sp- specifically with that position it's not like we had a slew full of outside hitters or pins that were ready to go so um yeah we had a completely different lineup and you play the what if game but you know we ha- we just did the best we could and uh in the time frame we had And i'm still very proud of how we competed in that match uh with a whole new lineup against one of the best teams in the country who ended up making it to the finals so um but n- another year here and uh get going here this week
0: well, we always talk at this time of year about the compressed schedule you have to practice as a team with coaches on it. So I'll I'll start there. How's the run-up been to with with a few more days here to go?
3: Fast and furious. I mean, you got to figure out lineups within uh, you know, probably 6-7 days of practice and um, you get about eighteen practices before you start to play, so a lot of the work is done in the summertime. Uh, we're not allowed to have contact with our players uh, as a coaches group. We're pushing for that, to at least to have some summer access. And we're not looking for something insane, but you know, maybe four hours a week for, for a couple of weeks leading into uh, fall camp. Uh, but yeah, we did double days for the last two weeks, and um, you know that's tough too because you don't want to burn your team out uh, before you even get started. So we still uh, not take it easy but you know we're intense but it's uh we'll, we'll be there you know two practices a day and whatnot and now we're back in school so we go back to normal schedule one practice in the afternoon and get ready for matches this week but uh, they did a nice job during the summer prepping for the fall camp um, it's all on them like i said to, to come in and uh, do some voluntary workouts captain's practices if you will and they did a great job and and practices have been going really well
0: chris thomas with us on sports talk
2: it's kind of surprising to hear that you guys don't get any Coach time with the players, so so how does that go about getting set up? Like you said, is it just veterans who have been around yeah. and they know what they expect, and, and, and then they kind of run things, and then you just they show up at fall and it's like, okay, this is this is what you've done over the summer.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, I, the thing I tell people about volleyball specifically, it's it's not an overly complex sport. It's not like football where we've got ninety pages of playbooks and have to study how to stop another team's defense uh, that that's part of the simplicity. We're very much a, an execution sport though. So it's uh you better whatever you do you better be doing it really well. And so um you know this uh practices are, tend to run the same with us. We don't really vary too much in our in our practice plan. A lot of it's just about making sure that you're um really in it with execution patterns and making sure that you're uh you know you're able to to do all the things you need to do to be good at this game serve pass defend obviously attack but uh, a lot of the returners do know the drills that we do they're able to to run them um, and you know in some ways it's okay they get to play freely during the summer Mm -hmm. without a coach watching over them and then we come in and maybe a little added pressure when we start watching them Mm -hmm. but uh, you know it kind of ramps up towards season anyways but yeah right now it is just captain's practices and they know how to they've been here for a lot of years and they know we don't vary too much in the drills that we do so um, they just kind of run a sample practice with the team
2: And we always hear, you know, freshmen become sophomores and we we never really hear much, you know, sophomores become juniors and juniors become seniors. Do you see that continued progression that People expect it as players get older and more experienced. Do you, do you tend to see uh, players adapt, linear or, or yeah, does abso- it vary?
3: Absolutely. I mean, I think there's always some variance. That's that's human nature. But uh, for the most part, you know, everyone's done a nice job of maturing every single year and stepping into leadership roles. And you know we we don't really have we don't really name captains or anything like that. I think it's one of those things in our program. We try to make it about everyone, and everyone can be a leader in their own way. And it doesn't mean necessarily mean to me they got to be vocal you know uh could be by example it could be you know just really good about bringing energy it could be a whole bunch of things that we end up talking about and so i think everyone fills into their roles pretty nicely and and uh you know we're always always looking to expand those whenever we can and and uh you know, really proud of how the team's progressed and everyone on the team has progressed in their own uh, maturity over the years
0: Talking with Chris Thomas, uh, once again, you have a pretty tough schedule. You start on Saturday with a regional team from last year, regional host from last year, right, in Georgia Tech. Uh, and they were pretty highly ranked, if I recall, very high seed. And then you get Ole Miss. And then next week, Big Ten Pac-12 with Colorado and Washington. So I assume this is just how you like it.
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, I know we talk from time to time about the uh, strength of the Big Ten. Um, this is no different, I think. In the pre-conference play, in my opinion, you have to challenge yourself. Um, if you don't, I'm not sure what you're going to learn about your team uh, and or you need your RPI to be high at the end of the year to to uh, make the tournament. So if all we did was schedule wins, and I don't challenge my team, and and our RPI is not good running into conference. It doesn't magically jump up unless you have really good wins in conference, and that doesn't always happen that way. So we want to make sure we at least challenge ourselves. And and uh, you know I'll point back to maybe a, a year like 2019 where maybe our in season record didn't look great. I think we were five and four pre conference, and then I think we we're eleven and nine in conference, and we we're like sixteen and thirteen or something like that. and We make the tournament because our RPI was. You know, low forty, high thirties, low forties. So, um, and then we almost knock off Utah, and you know, there you go. So that's the way it goes. But I I think for me, I'm always more apt to to challenge, uh, to to compete against really good teams. That's hopefully more exciting for the fans. Hopefully more exciting for our team. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, and it's what I think it's just what we have to do to get better. If if you want to get better, you're going to challenge yourself against the best.
0: You have a new face in Caleb Burbage, who. Is a transfer from Missouri. She was a middle blocker, right, at mm-hmm. Missouri, and here she'll play opposite uh, or outside. What are those conversations like? Is, is, once is, is she's in the portal, is it a, hey, we want you if you'll play opposite, or is it, hey, everybody, I want to be playing opposite, and, uh, so who would take me in? Because I don't want to be a middle blocker. Yeah,
3: yeah. So we actually had some, uh, knowledge of her before, uh, before she went on the portal, we recruited her in the original cycle um, several years ago. And uh, we were actually looking at her as a player who could potentially move to opposite when we were recruiting her because we already had a commit uh, in the middle at that point. And then she ended up committing in, uh, to a different school, and that's, that's fine. That's the way it works. And then she popped back up in the portal, and um, we had a need at opposite with Megan leaving. And uh, she was looking to play opposite because – um, she played a little bit at her previous school and then played with some u s a uh national team development stuff this summer also has an opposite so that's where she sees her uh career and wants to play pro when she's done and um so we're trying to train her up to be a lot like what Meg was six rotation opposite um we'll see if she gets there this year um she's doing a nice job working with ball control, but it's not easy to go from the middle never having ball control to all of a sudden jumping in the big ten and, and going with the ball control game. But she's been doing great uh, in practice. She brings a lot to the gym. Um, it's, it's been great having her.
0: In an ideal world, uh, are your pins six rotation players?
3: I think so. I think it's the way... Um, I don't think... I know it's the way the game's played at the highest level. Um, in international volleyball, you only have six substitutions. And once you come out of the game, you can go back in and that's it. You can't keep flo flopping oh. back and forth like we do here. We have fifteen substitutions, so it's the reason why you can see teams sub a whole back row in differently um, but if i'm true to myself and and our staff, you know we really pride ourselves on developing the student athlete and and uh and those that want to play professional have to play six rotation uh when they're out of here. Um, they have to do that to play professionally or with their national teams. Um, so we we are committed to that. Um, does that mean I'm going to force everyone to play six rotations and you know other DSs can't get in because I'm I'm about it? No, that's we're still going to put the best lineup out and um you know I I, I still feel like we're going to try to do what we need need to do to be competitive, but uh, at the same time we all, I also have some ideals about how I want to run the program and how I want to recruit here and everything else and so far it's it's uh I, th- I think we've had some very nice success with players who have never played six rotations before it and then all of a sudden you give them the opportunity to and they step up to the plate.
2: Lose a a couple big seniors but return a a lot of big players from last year. Uh, How are you feeling headed into this year considering yeah you you came off a sweet 16 that people weren't expecting and you're ranked here in the preseason.
3: Yeah that's the uh, you know I think some of the preseason rankings is just a reflection of last year's finish and you know we talked about that as a team and it's like hey great you know whether we're ranked number one or not ranked at all to me, it's it's no difference. It's, it's nice to be, you know, respected or whatnot, but it's, it's it's a number, and we still have to show up to compete and. um you know if, uh, i don't tend to buy into a lot of those the the hype stuff um i know a lot of people do and i know it's great for the fans and everything else but it's just a starting point and we need to finish i mean that's if i just relied on the ranking then we wouldn't show up right <laughs> so um we just got to make sure we're improving every day and it's again nice to be respected but also the challenges ahead of us with the tough preseason and the obviously conference we're one of seven teams ranked in the top 25 in our conference so uh Welcome to the party. <laughs> and with the new TV deal coming
2: in with the the Big 10, we we continue to see the the growth in popularity with women's sports, women's basketball, specifically volleyball too. There there was a, a an outcry, I guess you could say, when they weren't putting some of the the regionals on TV. At, at, do you, do you see more volleyball getting on on TV and on the national landscape now that they're they're expanding this to all the different platforms?
3: Yeah, I think so. I I, I know what the media deal you know, a lot of that has to do with football, basketball, whatnot. It's uh, totally understandable, but I, I think the exciting part with with us is, you know, every game is if it's not on linear television, it's on uh, streaming, and we have every every match for us is streamed on Big Ten Plus. We also just signed a deal with uh, Volley World, which is specific to volleyball, and that's going to now get broadcast internationally. So and it makes sense because we have some international players here in the conference, but also once we're finished, all of our profession, our good professional players overseas all came from the Big Ten. So I think it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, well, Jordan Poulter's playing in Italy, you know, right now, and uh, Michelle Barch was playing in Turkey, and you know, kind of go down a list of of you know other alums that are in in those locations from Penn State or wherever. And, uh, you know, you're just going to have that that good media connection all over the world now, not just with the country. So really great to see where the sport's going. Uh, we're consistently pushing for more. We just had Big Ten Media Days, which were huge, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I think it was a, a great step forward for our sport and and women's athletics. So really great to see.
0: Coach, appreciate your time as always. Uh, best of luck for season number six. Georgia Tech on Saturday. Ole Miss on Sunday. You'll catch it here on DWS. Great to see you. Thank you very much. Till next Chris. week. All right, that's the number 17th ranked Illinois volleyball team's head coach, Chris Thomas, with us there. Hey, the shoes on your feet, if you use them to run, walk, do errands, hike, just move around, they actually break down over time. And the stability they provide, the cushioning they provide, the comfort they provide starts to go down. Don't let that keep you from experiencing the best on your feet. I know sometimes um you know shoes are a bit of an investment, but you're on your feet all day long. Your feet deserve something that feels good, especially if it can help you uh, really embrace the experience of walking, running, working out or just, you know, again, moving around. So visit Body and Soul Sports, bring them your shoes and just say, hey, what do you think? What kind of life is left in them? They'll tell you straight up. They'll tell you when they might be time for something new. Uh, They're not there to uh, do hard sales on you. They are an established shop right here in town. I just, I know a lot of folks that go to Body and Soul for their shoe needs, especially uh, for fitness. So check them out, Body and Soul Sports. Route 45, Curtis Road in Savoy. You can do the online thing as well, Body and Soul Sports. But if you really want that personal attention with people who know feet and know shoes and know how to match them up to you, check them out, Body and Soul Sports. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. News Gazette sports writers are coming up for hour number two of the Monday edition of Sports Talk. Over the weekend, Ian Happ. Joined the one hundred home runs as a Cub club, and so I challenged myself, Evan, because as far as I can tell, there's twenty six. I think oh. Cubs radio announced twenty seven, but I think there's twenty six. But I challenged myself: could I? How many of them could I name? Yeah, uh, and I me- I missed a few um, historical guys and f- and a few more. Duh. Guys, so how many do you think you could name oh, off geez. the top of your head? I'll give you the first five because there's maybe there's 15. Gimmies. Yeah. I, okay. Sammy Sosa, Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, Ron Sano, Ryan Sandberg. There's your first top five. Okay. Okay. Uh th- th- Then could you name the next 21? <laughs>
2: okay. I'm going to try. We're going to go around the diamond here.
0: So we've got Grayson Lee
2: at first base. Yep. Sandberg's in the top five, right? Yeah. You said that. Okay. Um. Over on the left side of the diamond is Javier Baez in there? He is. I missed him. Is Chris Bryant in there? Yes, he is. Ron Santos in there? Yeah, he's a top five. Wilson Contreras is in there. Yeah, Anthony yep. Rizzo is in there. He's the sixth. Um, I'm missing. I'm missing some big does. Like you said, did Moises Alou get there? He did not. He I did wondered not. about I, him. I thought he was only a
0: three season guy. Probably very close. Um, the most recent guy that I missed, and he was the, and I was like, oh, duh, because he was the, we haven't had a third baseman oh, since ramis Johnson. He's number seven.
2: Yeah, duh. That is a Some of the duh. older
0: guys, Gabby Harnett, Bill Nicholson, Hank Sauer, Hack Wilson, and then number Hack 12. Wilson. Yeah. Alfonso Soriano yep. had 181. Yep. I forgot he was there with the Cubs out long. Anyway, it's an interesting list. Of course, Kyle Schwarber's in there, too. All right. The News Gazette sportswriters are coming up. Hour 2 after the news, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.